Welcome to My IELTS Classroom, the podcast where two ex-examiners talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Connick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are looking at the summary completion questions you get in the reading exam. What are the two types of summary completion questions? How does the exam writer try to hide the answer? And what technique should you use to make sure you find them? Nicholas Lone, good morning. Good afternoon. Caliconic, Michelle, good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right today. Had a good sleep last night, which Did was you? which was very much appreciated, yeah. That's important, I think. It is. You yeah. always want to get a good night's sleep on a Sunday to set you Definitely. up well for the week. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also, too, slept very well. Um, we have a new number for this week, don't we? 100,000. A hundred thousand. That's mm-hmm. how many downloads we have just passed. Mm-hmm. I think it was when? Saturday night we passed, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. It was this weekend. Amazing. So that's a hundred thousand. It's not a hundred thousand people, but it's a hundred thousand downloads yeah. since we began. Mm-hmm. But if we imagine that those downloads are people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's quite a lot of people, isn't like it? A, It sounds like a maths question at school. How Mm. many Wembley stadiums could you fill with 100,000 downloads? At least two, I think. We'll be on the way to two, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that is a huge number of people who've listened um, to us. I don't want to sound big-headed, Nick. I still think we could get more listeners. Probably, yeah. I think There's lots of IELTS students out there, isn't there? There are lots of IELTS students out there, and I genuinely think that the stuff that we provide each week is... Golden. Golden would be the word, yes. So, thank you very much if you have contributed just one of those downloads. You must have done if you're listening today. Mm. Um, If you would like to share the joy of My Arts Classroom with any of your friends, we would really appreciate it because genuinely i was checking those download charts all week last week. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of joy in seeing those numbers improve, isn't there? So, you know... Thank you. And it's what gives Nick and I the motivation to continue. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, in other news, I'm still waiting for IDP to get back to us about applying for IELTS score breakdowns. We've had mm-hmm. many more students this week who've received them from the British Council. Good. Um, so, yeah, some of them extremely interesting. One of mm-hmm. our students, Ginny, she got all sevens in task two mm-hmm. and all fives. Wow. In task one. So what was the overall score? For, yeah, for that's that? interesting. She got a 6.5. Mm-hmm. So that's the waiting, me. isn't it, that we that is the talked waiting. about before? Yes. And when I said to Ginny, Ginny, mate, what happened in part one? She said, oh, I ran out of time. I only wrote the introduction in the overview. <laughs> so she okay. said I, was, I wasn't expecting anything great. So I think she must have written a pretty good introduction and overview. To get five. It's not bad. To get enough. five, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... That's the sort of information you can find out if you do apply for your breakdown. It's free. If you took your test with the British Council, just copy and paste the letter, the template that we have got on the blog, blog.myieltsclassroom.com. Just look for the um, the episode, which is about breakdown of scores. Mm-hmm. It's still on the front page. Do that. It's great information. The other thing is, finally, Nick... I updated the 50 recent IELTS essay questions. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking, I mean, when we say most recent, they are at least from the last three months. If you're looking mm-hmm. for those, they are also now up there on the blog, ready for you to practice. If anyone uh, notices any spelling mistakes or any errors, email me. I've proofread it five times, but that doesn't mean it's always 100% correct. I would appreciate that very much. So today... It is a great lesson, to be honest, because we're going to be looking at IELTS summary completion questions. These questions, I would say, well, what's good is they are definitely found in the general training and the academic versions Mm -hmm. of the test. Some questions only appear in one. And I would say that you have an extremely high chance of getting one of these questions in either test. Mm -hmm. Some of the questions you know, appear rarely, matching sentence endings, for example. Some of them, you've got a chance, you know, as a general training student, you may get headings, you may get multiple choice, you probably won't get both. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I would say, 
summary completion questions are the question you have a very, very high chance of getting. So there are actually, and I want to be clear about this, we today are going to focus particularly on summary completion questions. But that's not the only type of completion question in the text. In the test, I think there are probably five. So, Nick, if you think about, you know, any question where we have to find a word from the passage mm-hmm. and use that word to complete a sentence or sentences, mm. what types of completion can you think of? What are we often given to complete? A sentence completion. Yes. So, definitely, particularly in part one. Mm-hmm. Um, of the academic test and the first couple of sections from the GT test is just mm-hmm. sentences that we have to complete, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could we be given? Note completion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of similar to part four in the listening, isn't it? It's exactly the same, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whereas sentence completion, you know, each sentence is its own individual question. Mm-hmm. Notes, you've got some headings to help you, yep. I guess. So it's not mm-hmm. just keywords. But mm-hmm. fairly similar, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, flowcharts. Yes, flowcharts. What do flowcharts... Yes, they would represent a process. So if you're mm-hmm. reading, describe some sort of process, particularly in general training, you know, mm-hmm. how to apply for a course or mm-hmm. um, a visa, you will be given that with particular stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Then there's summary, which obviously Mm -hmm. is what we're going to look at today. So that's Mm -hmm. the fourth one. Now, I guess most people will stop there, but I do think there is one other type of completion question, probably only in the academic test, not Mm. in the general training test. Diagram, probably. Diagram completion. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you're given a nice little picture Mm -hmm. of something that's been described in the text. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of... The raising of the Mary Rose ship, for example, right? <laughs> you got a nice picture of how they managed to lift that ship uh, from the ocean, but there are pieces of information missing from the mm-hmm. diagram. So you've yep. got to complete those labels. Now, there are small differences between the different types of completion. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, particularly for diagrams, um, in a diagram completion, you may find the answers out of order. Mm-hmm. So that means, for example, you might find the answer to question number 25 mm-hmm. before you find the answer to question number 24. Mm-hmm. That never happens in sentence completion, right? In sentence sentence com- no, yeah. Yeah, they follow the order. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, as we said, if you've got note completion, you may have some headings that help you. Mm-hmm. If you're doing process, sometimes the text describes the process. You know, it doesn't describe the process step by step. Mm-hmm. So you may, it may describe stage two before stage one, but you have to complete the process in order. Yeah. But in general, I guess they're all asking us to do more or less the same thing, aren't they? They're mm-hmm. all asking us to look at the passage and find a particular word or words which will complete the sentence or the paragraph that we've been given. Mm-hmm. So for all of these types of um completion activities let's look at some general rules so in terms of the word that you take from the passage can we change that word nick so could no. we take a word <laughs> no 100 <laughs> percent not never never and this mm-hmm. is super important right so if, if you find a word and you think oh that word fits if i make it plural mm-hmm. that is not the answer Exactly. You must never change a word. The other thing I would say is, um, which it may sound like a really silly piece of advice, but we are taking a word from the passage. So just make sure as you're writing that word on the answer sheet, Mm -hmm. you copy the spelling correctly. Yeah. Now, there was a passage I did recently in one of our live lessons where the missing word was something like, neuroaesthetics or something Mm -hmm. and i had to double check three times that i had Mm -hmm. copied the spelling of that word correctly i know it sounds crazy because you're just copying but if you make a spelling mistake they will not answer uh, they will not give you the point for the Mm -hmm. question and grammar as well punctuation capital letters things like yes make Mm -hmm. sure everything is exactly the same as it's printed in the test Mm -hmm. so that's the first piece of advice for any type of completion question Mm -hmm. um don't change the word in any way (laughs) the second thing you should always check which i guess you know i hope you're already doing but you definitely definitely need to always check how many words Mm 
you can use to complete the sentence or the note or the flowchart or the summary, right? Now, most of the time, the instruction says, you know, write no more than one word. So in that case, it's pretty easy, right? You're just looking for one word. But Nick, if the instruction says use no more than two words, Mm -hmm. does that mean every answer will be two words? No, absolutely not. No. No. But does it mean at least one answer will be two words? One will be two, yeah. Yes. (laughs) One will be two. (laughs) At least one will be two. Mm -hmm. At least one will be two, exactly. So if they've said to you use two words, it's because one of the answer at least is definitely two words in mm-hmm. the same way if they say use up you know you may use use no more than three words mm-hmm. that is telling you one one of the answers is definitely three words maybe two of them are maybe three of them are that would be a bit weird i don't know but all i know is one of them definitely is three words and that could actually help you find the answer sometimes because mm-hmm. you know that you're looking for a chunk of words yeah um now the really important thing is If the answer says, you know, use no more than two words, you must use two words that appear next to each other in the passage. Mm -hmm. So like a silly example, but let's imagine that, you know, you think the missing words from the space are large pink elephant, Mm -hmm. right? but you can only use two words. Mm -hmm. You could say large pink because Mm -hmm. they go together. You could say pink elephant Mm -hmm. because they come together, but Mm -hmm. you can't say large elephant. Because they've got pink in the middle. Because there's pink in In the the middle. Yes, in the passage. So basically Mm -hmm. the two words you choose must, there must be nothing between them Mm -hmm. in the text. Now, if we thought the answer was large pink elephant, (laughs) what's probably going to be the answer? Is it going to be large pink or is it going to be pink elephant? I think it depends what's written. Oh, the summary probably pink elephant because yes. usually it's noun, isn't it? Exactly right. But so if, it's, would... if the question is what type of elephant, <laughs> yeah. then it's going to be <laughs> large pink. Large pink. I mean, <laughs> as Nick just said, ninety percent of the time, just like completion activities in listening, mm-hmm. as Nick mentioned, we've discussed listening part four, note taking. We've yep. got a whole episode on that, which you can go and listen to. The answers are usually nouns. So mm-hmm. if you're not sure, well do I need do I need the large or the pink or the elephant? You're probably going to need the noun. Mm-hmm. And then you just need to think, do I really need the word before? Do I really need to add pink? Does that change the meaning of the sentence? Is it just extra information or can I leave it? So I would say usually you're going to use the noun mm-hmm. and the word before the noun if you need two words. Now, just because 90% of the time the answer is going to be a noun, not always, but most of the time, Mm. that doesn't mean we can't look at the summary or the words before the space and after the space to get some kind of clue about the type of word we're listening for. Because actually, there's not just one type of noun in English, is there? Nope. No. We've got singular nouns, we've got plural nouns, and we've got uncountable Uncountable. nouns. Yes. So I would say, you know, in the past, they did use to remove other types of words. There were verbs, there were adjectives, and you should spend some time thinking, right, what do I need here? Is it an adverb? Mm -hmm. They never remove adverbs now. Mm -hmm. That's not really a consideration now, because most of the time it is just going to be a noun. But I still think you should look before the space and Mm -hmm. after the space to think, what type of noun am I looking for? So, for example, Nick, if Mm -hmm. how would we know that we were looking for a singular noun? Well, if there's an article before it. Yes. So it might be an a or an an, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before and the if, space. if it's, um, look, at the, look at the verb that's before or after it. If it's has, for example, then we know it's a singular noun. Yes, you would mm-hmm. have some sort of singular verb, like is or is has, or has. Mm-hmm. something like that. So mm-hmm. singular nouns. What if we had the article the? Would that mean that we were looking for a singular noun or not? Well, it's not clear enough. To be honest. That's the problem. That yeah. can go b- before all types of nouns, can't yeah. it? Singular, mm-hmm. plural, uncountable. So that's not very useful to us, but a or an is definitely useful. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How would we know that a word or the noun that we're looking for is plural? If it had, um, like, before, instead of is and has, if it had are or have... We would know. Yeah, so we'd look some sort of plural verb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if there was a quantifier before it. Some, yes. many, 
something like that. Very a lot good, of. Nick. Mm-hmm. Yes. They actually do that quite often. So don't forget about quantifiers because they are also a big clue that we're mm-hmm. looking for some type of plural noun. So yeah. either a noun with an S or some plural form of the noun like children, for example. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uncountable nouns, I guess, are a bit tricky. In terms of the verb, what type of verb would we have with an uncountable noun, Nick? Again, it would probably be singular, wouldn't it? It would be singular. Yes, because you verb. can't count them, so it can't mm-hmm. be plural. So again, is, mm-hmm. has, plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other clues that we're looking for something uncountable? Or different quantifiers. So oh. much, for example. Yes. That also is a lot of, I guess, you could say, but yeah. well, which you could use for plurals, but it could be uncountable. Also, I would say if the word is starting a sentence mm. with a singular verb, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be an uncountable noun because we don't usually write sentences that just start mm-hmm. with a singular noun, do we? We with don't no say... Article. With no article. We don't say Mm -hmm. computer is useful. We would say a computer is useful or computers are Mm -hmm. useful. So if you've got a space, if you think you've got some sort of like noun at the beginning of a sentence with a singular verb, that will probably be something uncountable. Now, to be honest, some of you may be thinking, oh, I get confused with singulars, plurals, that type of thing. If that's the case, that's okay. I just think that this these are sort of simple rules that can help narrow down the type of word that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But really, I would say, I think it's a mistake to focus too heavily on the type of word that's missing, right? Mm. You know, I've listened to a lot of lessons where you've got students who are shouting, singular noun, plural noun, verb, and that's all great. But I actually think it's a lot better to actually... As I always say, engage with the text and start thinking, not just what is the type of word that miss, is, that's missing, but what word could logically fit in Predicting. that space. Mm. Yes. So it's about thinking of the meaning of mm-hmm. the sentence. Of course, these small rules are going to help us, but I don't want you to focus too much on that. I want you to focus more on what is this sentence saying mm-hmm. and how could I take a word from the text to complete it. So think more about meaning than grammar. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the basic rules for sort of any type of completion activity, right? We want to check how many words we can use. We want to take the words directly from the text. We want to make sure whatever word we choose fits the space grammatically. Mm-hmm. But let's have a think then, particularly about summary completion activities, because I think that these types of questions have got their own, what can we say? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Yes, that's good. French. (laughs) All right. So, first of all, there are actually two types of summary completion questions, right? The first is like we have just described. You are given a short summary of part of the text, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not usually all of the text. It's part of the text. And it's going to have some spaces. And you're going to have to fill those spaces with a word from the text. So there's a couple of tricks which I've noticed, right? Let's imagine you look at the summary mm-hmm. on your question sheet and you, and the summary you are given is just one single paragraph. Right. If the summary is one paragraph, mm. what clue is that giving us about where we will find the answer? Well, I'm guessing that means the answers are all going to be in one paragraph. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if your summary is literally one paragraph, mm-hmm. very common Usually it's a paragraph that's got three or four answers, right? Three or four missing spaces. Mm -hmm. If it's all in one paragraph, that is IELTS saying to you, hey, you're probably going to find all of the answers inside one paragraph. Mm -hmm. Do they try and hide where the answers are? Do they try and hide which paragraph the answers are in? Of course they do, yeah. I don't think they do. You don't? I don't, because I think they usually give you a heading for the paragraph. The the, the heading definitely helps, but uh, I suppose, yeah. Because then you just have to find where that, where the paragraph or the information in the text starts according to the heading, don't you, basically? I would say for, for the single paragraph mm. summaries, mm-hmm. that heading that they it's, give it's you the key, basically. is basically you're, you're going to, 99% of the time, you're going to find either word for word the same words or a mm. very simple synonym mm-hmm. in the first line of a paragraph. Okay. And that is basically saying to you, Hello, ding, ding, Mm -hmm. ding. I'm the paragraph that contains all the answers for the summary. Mm. Um, I haven't got it here, but I think 
there's in our lessons fake eggs yes <laughs> the, the example we use i think i think the summary so it's, it's a text about turtles mm-hmm. and the summary has got the heading making convincing That's it. sea Make, turtle eggs making convincing sea turtle eggs yeah and mm-hmm. in the text the first line of a paragraph says something like there are many ways to convincingly make sea turtle eggs. I mean, it's slightly different. It's not word for word, but... Yeah, that one's tricky, though, because there is... I remember that one, and in the paragraph before, there's a lot of information about sea, tur- tur- sea turtle eggs. Yeah, right. So it's so the that, word convincing. Yeah, that's what you're really looking for. Because if you start reading... I think it's paragraph C. If you start yes. reading paragraph C, you're not going to find anything. It's in paragraph D. Where the answers right. begin, yeah. So maybe, okay, maybe I'm being too kind to IELTS. Maybe they don't <laughs> always make it really obvious, particularly in general training. But I do think when you find the paragraph that's got the summary... You know, I think. I think you should know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've only got, you know, if you've got a single paragraph summary, that heading is probably all you are going to need mm-hmm. to find the right paragraph probably going to be in the first line of the paragraph maybe in the second but if you're reading once reading well as we teach i think you're going to definitely recognize oh this is this, the summary this, it's paragraph. time to do the summary basically yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. now if your summary is given in two paragraphs mm-hmm. this is where i would say all bets are off because it mm. doesn't now mean the answers come from two paragraphs right it just means they don't come from one okay so you could have i don't know Maybe you might find, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's no actual pattern to this. They I, they, I, they keep mixing it. You may find, for example, maybe the first summary paragraph's got two missing words mm-hmm. and you find them in paragraph B. Yeah. You may find the last three summary words in paragraph C. Mm-hmm. However, you might find, I don't know, the two missing words from the first half of the summary in B you might find one word from the second half in C, one word in D, and mm. one word in E. Essentially, as soon as they split that paragraph, mm-hmm. it's a lot. there's no rule about how many paragraphs the answer is going to be in. It's just mm-hmm. going to depend on your particular text. So once they split the paragraph, usually the heading they give is a much more general heading. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more descriptive probably of the whole text rather than a particular paragraph, which means that in order to find the correct place, you know, where are these answers hidden, you're going to have to look inside the summary and see if you can find some nice, clear key words mm-hmm. in the summary. I personally would just start from the first line. They tend to do, they do tend to give you nice scanning words, I would call them, or, or what do we call them? Yeah, no, scanning scanning words, locating words. What's the word? Yeah, scanning words. Scanning words. Mm -hmm. They do actually tend to give you quite nice scanning words. They might give you a date. Yeah. Or something which you can definitely locate and say, Mm -hmm. okay, clearly this is where this part of the summary starts. But now it's less about the heading and more about the keywords at the start of each paragraph, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first type of summary where we've got a paragraph that's got just some missing words that we need to find. What's the second type, Nick? The dreaded synonyms type. (laughs) Yeah, so how does that work? So it's quite similar, I guess, isn't it? Where Mm -hmm. you get a paragraph or maybe more than one paragraph. And instead of, you have the gaps like you do in the other one, but instead of finding a word in the text, in this one you need to find a word in the text and then match it to one of the synonyms that you get given underneath the, um, the summary. Exactly. So really, mm. in these ones, I mean, mm-hmm. if I was a, if I was taking some kind of language exam, number one, I would be terrible because I have always been terrible at languages. I would probably, if I saw that type of question, think, oh, brilliant. There is a limited choice of answers. I can just, do you know what I mean? Use my logic. Try to guess, basically. And yeah. try to guess. However, so mm. you may think that they're easy because the answers are there in front of you. Yeah. But they're not. They're not. They can no. be really tricky, actually, I think. Yeah, because you, if you don't know the meaning of the word in the box, How if you you're not able. in the text. You're not going to find it in the text. If you're mm. not able to recognize the synonyms, you can find the word in the text, mm-hmm. but you don't know what that synonym is. Mm-hmm. It just makes it really difficult. I it think. does. Um, mm. The other thing I would say is please be careful. Mm. 
When you write the answers for this type of question on your answer sheet, you're not writing the word that you've chosen from the box. No, it's the letter, isn't it? It's the letter that's next to the word in the box. Mm. So a bit like headings where we have to write, you know, I, I, I. Yeah, now we're writing A, B, C, D. So please, I have made this mistake myself. Make sure you don't write the word from the box. You write the letter that's next to the word. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Hey, hi Shelly. This is Mercy from India. My favorite art classroom lessons are related to um, hedging and articles. Hey, this is Essen. Every lesson of my IELTS classroom is my favorite lesson because each one of it teaches you a unique skill which is vital for the IELTS exam. So, there are two types of summary completion questions. I thought what we do, Nick, is I think the best way that I can show students how to approach these questions is if mm -hmm. we work backwards. And okay. by that, I mean, you know, I work as an exam writer. Mm -hmm. So my job is very often, I have got a text and I have to create the questions. I have to make some true, false, not given questions. I have to make some, you know, multiple choice questions. Sometimes I have to make some summary completion questions. And they're actually quite difficult for me to create. Have we spoken about this before? Summary completion? I don't think we have. I don't no, we haven't. Okay. That's not right. about creating these. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the thing about these types of questions, if you think about it, right? So, you know, I've got a paragraph and I'm going to summarize it and hide mm -hmm. some of the words. Right. My job is to hide the words well enough mm -hmm. so that they're not really easy to spot. Right. But also leave enough clues. Mm-hmm. So that good students are able to follow the clues to find the word. So, you know, if I make it too difficult, not enough students are going to be able to find the word and I've done a bad job. Mm -hmm. And if I make the word too obvious and easy to find, everybody's going to find the answer. And again, mm -hmm. I've done a bad job. So I have to find something in the middle. Like I've got to find a way to hide the word, but still leave what I would call a breadcrumbs of clues. Mm -hmm. What fairy story is that from, Nick, where they drop breadcrumbs and they follow um, them? Something about a witch, a boy and a girl. I can't remember now. Hansel and, and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel and the gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. Yes, they go into the forest and they leave breadcrumbs so they can find right their the way, way back. back. Mm -hmm. But I don't, don't some birds eat the breadcrumbs or something? I can't remember. It's been a long I time. I can't remember either. But <laughs> anyway, the point is... I, as the exam writer, I always like to think I am leaving breadcrumbs, little clues that good students can follow mm -hmm. to find the answers. So essentially, I'm going to talk you through, Nick, what I would do step by step, how mm -hmm. I would create one of these summary completion activities. Okay. So let me see if you can guess, Nick. So I've got a passage. Mm -hmm. How, what do you think would be the easiest way for me to try and hide the information in the passage or make it more difficult for the students to find? Well, the best way I think would be synonyms for sure. A hundred percent, right? Mm -hmm. Synonyms are my best friend as an exam writer, right? <laughs> so I'm going to read the passage and as I'm making the summary, I'm not going to use all of the same words, but I'm going to use words with the same meaning. Mm -hmm. So this morning I went on uh, the internet, I went to the Oxford Cambridge or Oxford Dictionary, Nick, a very reliable source of information. And I just found this tiny paragraph, which was starting to talk about the history of the English language. Right. So do you want to read the original paragraph? Mm -hmm. um, a brief history of the English language, original, where it all started. While English grammar does play a part when taking courses to improve English overall, it is but a small part of the overall curriculum where one becomes immersed in a history that was partly influenced by myths, battles and legends on one hand, and the everyday workings of its various social layers on the other. So I thought that sounded quite IELTSy in terms like of the language. That. It's nice, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I looked at this and I thought, okay, I want to choose a word which I'm going to hide. In general, the rule of exam writing is you don't really want to choose a word right at the beginning of the passage because it's going to be too easy for the student to find, right? So I've decided the word that I'm going to take from this passage is the word social. That is mm -hmm. the word that students are going to be looking for. And then I've looked at the rest of the sentences and I've basically rewritten them 
using what I think are quite clear synonyms okay. for the words in the original text. Mm-hmm. So why don't so I've done that. So why don't you read my new summary mm-hmm. and then we'll look at it what then we'll see if you can recognize the synonyms. Grammar may be one aspect of studying English, but its place in the whole curriculum is relatively minor when we consider the impact of folktales and war and day-to-day life at different something levels. Mm-hmm. So social has been removed. Mm-hmm. What synonyms could you find there, Nick? Well, there's quite a few, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite proud of myself. I think I managed <laughs> to do quite a lot, and it still reads quite naturally. It does, yeah. So English grammar or grammar in the original you said does play a part, and in mm-hmm. the rewrite you said maybe one aspect of. Right. So, the same, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and then it said English is relatively, a, but a, a small part, sorry, yeah. of the overall curriculum. And you said it was relatively minor in the whole curriculum. Its place yes. in the whole curriculum is relatively minor. So small part, relatively minor. Yes. Part. Um, then it was when one beco- where one becomes immersed in a history that was partly influenced by... And you've said, when we consider the impact of. Yeah, so I've tried. I mean, it was quite difficult, that one. But I've sort of changed influence to impact. But they've got the same general meaning, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you've got some nice synonyms here. You said uh, influenced by myths, battles and legends. And in the rewrite, you said folktales and war. I was quite pleased with folktales. So, yeah, myths, folktales, war, battles, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the everyday workings, you changed Mm -hmm. day-to-day life. Yeah, so we've still got the day there, but it's not quite the same, is it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it was, the original was various layers, which you changed to different levels. And then obviously the missing adjective was social. Yes. So you can see, essentially what I've done is, I haven't changed every word. There are still a couple of key words there, like I think Mm -hmm. grammar and curriculum. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So be aware that IELTS doesn't change every word in a summary, right? There may be some key words which remain, mm-hmm. but I have definitely done my best to change the majority of the words, but still retain the essence, I guess, of the original text, right? Yeah. So although the words have changed, um, it's not, you know, it's not word, it's not a word for word paraphrase essentially. The other thing I'd say is that I've also, if you look at the length of the original and my summary. Much shorter, isn't it? It's shorter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have lost some of the, what I think is the extra information. I don't Mm -hmm. talk about courses or improving English or immersed in history. Um, I've also, you know, they said myths, battles and legends. I couldn't think of a synonym for legends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just did folktales and war. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, you got to remember that not all of the information from the original text is going to be there. It's going to be the key information. Well, it's a summary, isn't it? That's why. Exactly. We're just looking at the most important stuff. Exactly. So from my perspective, Mm -hmm. these synonyms do a great job because they are helping me hide the answer. Mm -hmm. From a student's perspective, why are those synonyms a good thing? Because they're helping them find the answer. They are showing you, ding, Mm -hmm. ding, ding, you are in the right place. Mm -hmm. So as I tell our students, you know, as soon as you start recognizing, and they will come thick and fast, synonym, 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 keyword, basically... The exam writers are saying to you, you are here. Mm -hmm. The point is within sniffing distance. Follow the breadcrumbs, find the answer. So I would say if I was writing this, I'd be quite happy with the beginning of my summary. I may even have a cup of tea now and just sit back and think what a good job I've done. But I actually don't think that I will keep that summary as it is. Okay. It's got a lot of good synonyms in it, but Mm -hmm. I still think it might be too easy. Too obvious. Could you guess why it may now, even with the synonyms, Mm -hmm. be a relatively what I would call weak question, i.e. a good question for the weaker students. IELTS has some of those. Yep. But it wouldn't be a good question if I was trying to target the stronger students. I think if you are like a six... I think you could probably know you're in the right place from the synonyms. You might not yeah. know the word folktales. Right. You might not know exactly what relatively minor means. Mm-hmm. But you can still see that it's clearly 
you're in the right place. You're in the right place. And I think what makes it easy is that I, the summary that I have written now to begin with Mm -hmm. basically follows the order of the original text. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that I'm going to do is for a more difficult question is Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, okay, I've replaced a lot of the words with synonyms now to really, I want to swear, but I'm not going to, to really mess with the students' heads. (laughs) I am now going to take that sentence and I'm going to basically not jumble it, but I'm going to change the parts of the sentence so that Mm -hmm. they no longer follow the same structure as the original. So once I did that, this is now my second summary. So so it's the same same part of the text. I've used the same synonyms, but let's look at this one, which I think is more difficult. Okay, grammar may be one aspect of studying English, but its place in the whole curriculum is relatively minor when we consider the day-to-day life at different something levels and the impact of folk tales and war so more or less the same but i have changed something in this second one what have i changed here um you've put folk tales and war at the end yes before the um after the answer instead of before it yeah so essentially what i've done is in the original one Mm-hmm. It said that it was, you know, history's influence on the one hand by myth, battles and le- and legends, and on the other hand, mm-hmm. the everyday workings of social layers. All I have done is change the order of the information in that list. Yep. So rather than having myth, battles and legends first and then social layers, mm-hmm. I've just changed it. So social layers is first and myth, battles and legends and second. is second. That is a very, very simple switch. But for many students, that could be enough to make it substantially more difficult for them to find yeah. the answer. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is the case? Why does that make it more difficult? I think it's just because maybe you're like, if you're a weaker student, maybe you're expecting it to be in the same order. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I think if you're a higher level student, you know that on the one hand and on the other hand are giving you sort of two equal ideas. Yeah, so they can can, so they can can be swapped around with no difference in meaning, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'd say for a weaker learner who's just following, oh look, there's the synonym, there's the synonym, there's Mm -hmm. the synonym. Suddenly, they're going to find the synonym. So they're going to basically find the synonym for folk tales at war at the end of the sentence, but the answer they need is actually before that. Is actually before that, and is after it. So it's all this sort of before and after. Also, Mm -hmm. students who are just scanning. Yeah. You know my feelings about scanning, but most of the time when students scan, they only ever look after mm-hmm. the scan word and they don't think that maybe the answer could go back. Mm-hmm. So that's probably slightly more difficult. All I have done in that one is just change the order of the, you know, like you said, on the one hand, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be completely mean and horrible and make mm-hmm. this a much, much, much more difficult question, mm-hmm. I could actually just take the whole end of the sentence and bring it to the beginning of the sentence by changing the grammar. So I could use mm-hmm. some sort of like conditional sentence. So why don't we read this one? Okay. If we take into consideration the day-to-day life at different something levels and the impact of folk tales and war, then grammar is relative is a relatively minor aspect of studying English. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've moved it to the beginning. We've got the beginning at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, the our original um sentence starts you know grammar does play a part it's small that's the opening sentence that is now the yeah, final part it, yeah. yeah and this is what exam writers do particularly for one or two more difficult questions mm-hmm. right we have still got all of the synonyms there mm-hmm. and we've still got the same meaning but the missing word looks like it's at the beginning of this sentence yeah but in the text, it's at the very end mm-hmm. of the sentence. And that is what good exam writers do. The other thing I'd say is, is in this rewrite, to make it even more difficult, I have summarized even more. It's even shorter, isn't it, than mm-hmm. the original one. So I'm taking away some of the synonyms so it's not so easy to follow the breadcrumbs, right? There are less breadcrumbs now, but the breadcrumbs are still definitely there, right? We've yeah. still got mm-hmm. grammar. There's no mm-hmm. curriculum now, but we've still got folk tales and war. Mm-hmm. day-to-day life 
day-to-day life, mm-hmm. minor aspect. It's all there. It's just in a it's in like the reverse order to the text. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm quite proud of that one. I think after mm-hmm. that one I'd probably go and call a friend and not work for half an hour because, you know, <laughs> they don't pay me enough. <laughs> so <laughs> So this is essentially what I am doing as an exam writer. I am using synonyms. I am trying to change word order. In terms of how I change the word order, Nick, mm-hmm. what is the classic, what do you think is an IELTS exam writer's best friend in terms <laughs> of being able to change the order of sentences? The good old passive voice. The good old passive voice, right? Changing something from active to passive is a very, very simple way. Mm-hmm of changing the order of information. The other simple way, which is almost what I did here, Mm. is if, you know, if there's information in a list in the passage, so if the list is one, two, three, in my summary, three, two, one. Did Mm -hmm. you used to watch that as a kid? I don't even know what that is, three, two, one. Oh my God, you didn't watch three, two, one, Dusty Bin? No? No. Mm -mm. Oh, Nick, you're too young. Okay, (laughs) Um, so yeah. One, two, three becomes three, two, one. And in the much more difficult ones, I'm actually going to try and change the grammar. So here I changed a a when we consider Mm -hmm. sentence to if we consider. So actually what we had was a complex sentence and I just changed the order of the clauses Mm -hmm. just to make the whole order of everything completely different. But the thing is, that's why really you want to be focusing on meaning. Once you have spotted those synonyms, once you know you're in the right place, you want to actually read that sentence and just think logically, mm-hmm. what word in this area could I use to finish this sentence so that it is meaningful? And I would mm-hmm. think much more about the meaning and much less about the grammar mm-hmm. in this instance. Definitely. All right. Yep. So how... Are we going to do this then? So I thought what we would do is we would do a practice together. It Mm -hmm. is from one of my favorite um, academic texts. I don't know if you've ever read it, Nick. Saving bugs to find new drugs. No, not heard of that one. I don't think. So good. It's about using insects Mm -hmm. to make drugs, basically. No, no, no. Good, good. I'm all for it. It's all good. I'd rather use them for drugs than have to eat them, which is what I worry we'll have to do in the future. So... um, You can find this on our blog. So if you want to play along at home, you're very welcome to. Mm -hmm. So you can see, Nick, that the summary here, I've selected paragraph G, right? So we've got a summary. It's in one paragraph. Mm -hmm. So probably everything is going to be in G. Um, It has got the title, Research at... This is my favorite thing to do is ask my students how to pronounce this. (laughs) It's Aberystwyth, isn't it? Aberystwyth. Aberystwyth University, right? So it says, heading, Researcher Aberystwyth University. Nick, read the first few words of paragraph G. My colleagues and I at Aberystwyth University in the UK have developed... That's it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we know where we are. We know where we are. It says, Researcher Aberystwyth University. It says, my colleagues and I at Aberystwyth University. They are, in this particular one, they're not hiding from you the fact that This is the paragraph, the jackpot paragraph that (laughs) contains all four answers. So once you've identified that paragraph, the way that I would answer it is I would, I would not read the whole summary because Mm. we're we're not ready to read the whole summary. I just read the first sentence, right? So Ross Piper and fellow zoologists at Aberystwyth University are using their expertise in something, answer, when undertaking bioprospecting with insect so once i've read that first sentence as mm-hmm. i'm reading i am just trying to find synonyms mm-hmm. so as you said my colleagues and i at asbury's with university that's mm-hmm. the summary that that's the synonym that's the for first bit, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. ross piper and fellow zoologists mm-hmm. right so the summary says are using their expertise so what synonym can you find for experts we use our knowledge of right in mm-hmm. which we use our knowledge of, and what mm-hmm. is their expertise in or knowledge of? Ecology. Ecology? Mm-hmm. As a guide to target our efforts. Mm-hmm. Good. And actually, as a guide to target our efforts is a synonym for when undertaking bioprospecting with insects, because mm-hmm. that comes from in the previous, previous paragraph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nick, why don't you read the next sentence? 
Okay, they are, they are especially interested in the compounds that insects produce to overpower and preserve their something. Right. So I would look here. So they're interested in the compounds mm. that insects produce to overpower and preserve their something. So Nick, why don't you keep reading? It's Tell us if you find any synonyms for these words. The creatures that particularly interest us are the many insects that secrete a powerful poison um, for subduing prey and keeping it fresh for consumption. Uh-huh. So can we mm. find any synonyms here? What have we got? The creatures. Mm. Um, I guess creatures... Well, secrete powerful poison... I'm mm-hmm. going to guess insects, the compounds, poison, that yeah. insects to pr- produce, Secrete. to overpower, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, subduing prey and keeping it fresh. I'm going to guess the answer here is prey. Overpower yeah. and preserve their prey, subdue and keep their prey fresh. Exactly, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, 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 the summary says, in, in, uh, interest in the compounds that in, insects produce to overpower... Mm-hmm. And in the text, that subdue. Mm-hmm. Quite difficult pre- words there. But, yeah, and yeah. preserve, which is keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So definitely, what are they overpowering and they are preserving? They are overpower and preserving their prey, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. So I think that one, I think the first two questions here, I've always thought are really nice. There's some really clear synonyms. Mm-hmm. It's relatively simple. I think question 25 right. is where the examiner earned their money. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you look at the summary, mm-hmm. the missing word is at the end of the next sentence. Right, right. it says mm-hmm. they are also interested in compounds which insects use to protect themselves from pathogenic bacteria and fungi found in their something. something. So, so they use compounds which the insect use to protect themselves from bacteria mm-hmm. found somewhere. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. So you read Nick the next. Sentence. Sentence, yeah. Yeah. There are even more insects that are masters of exploiting filthy habitats, such as feces and carcasses, where they are regularly challenged by thousands of microorganisms. These insects have antimicrobial compounds. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Antimicrobial (laughs) compounds for dealing with pathogenic bacteria and fungi, suggesting that there is certainly potential to find many compounds that can serve as or inspire new antibiotics. So you read two sentences there. I did. Yep. The final sentence Mm -hmm. seems to be where all of the key words are, right? We've got compounds. Yep. We've got bacteria bacteria and fungi. Mm -hmm. But if we look at this sentence, they've got compounds for dealing with bacteria and fungi. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't tell us anything Mm -hmm. about where we find those compounds. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the answer could be or where could the answer be? The answer is in the previous sentence, I would say. It is. And the answer is habitats. Well done, Nick. This Mm -hmm. is why... You're such a good teacher. The answer is habitats. But can you see how, mm-hmm. if you're just matching the key words, you would be down here in this final sentence. Yeah. Whereas actually the word you're looking for is way back. It became before, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It came way before. So the examiner's done a really good job here of switching mm-hmm. the information, basically. Um, yeah. How have they done that, actually? Mm. Well, it start in the in the text. It, it it starts going into a bit of detail about their habitats. Yeah, um, so it gives the habitats first, and it sort of gives the reason why their compounds are good at dealing with bacteria and fungi. I think, as it said, right? Yeah. they've said that, uh, compounds for dealing with bacteria, mm-hmm. and here they've got compounds which insects use to protect themselves from. I think that's how they've managed to change the Swap order it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In any case, that question I think is by far the most difficult. Really? I think 25, yeah. In this one, you know, oh, 23. This, I, I thought you meant in the whole of IELTS or something. Oh, no, 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 no. In this particular. No, there's much more. Think of some of the multiple this, choice this, questions. Yeah, in this paragraph, in this summary, definitely. That's the definitely. one for sure. Because 23 mm-hmm. and 24s just follow the text. Oh, mm-hmm. synonym, synonym, answer, synonym, synonym, answer. Here, 
you got the keywords, but you got to go back to find mm-hmm. the habitats. Although I would say the habitats, if you think about it, is the only place in that sense, like the yeah, that's word, true. yeah, which if is you know you're looking a place. for a place. Then. Yeah, and then the final one, just to like make it a bit easier, you know, it says substances mm-hmm. will be useful in the development of drugs such as and antibiotics. Then antibiotics, mm-hmm. the only example of a drug which is in mm-hmm. the paragraph. Yep. But I think this gives you a really good clear understanding of what you should be doing i would be reading the summary and then searching for the synonyms in the text Mm -hmm. once you do you know you're in the right place then start thinking where is the word that best fits this sentence do i need to go back do i need Mm -hmm. to go forward they're not always in the same place cool so let's move on then to summaries with a box and Mm -hmm. as we said before The method we're going to use for this is pretty much the same, right? We still need to read the passage, find a word in the passage that we could use to complete the summary, Mm -hmm. and then find a synonym in the box. Mm -hmm. So to do this, we're going to look at another question, um, another text that I like, which is all about microbes. Mm -hmm. Why we should be more tolerant of microbes. (laughs) Um, So all I would say is, although the box is annoying because... It gives us this horrible extra step that we have to do. Yeah. The thing about the box is that sometimes the words in the box are not always the same. Mm. So you mean like you can have singular and plural nouns? Absolutely. And it can so, help you understand, it sort of narrows the choice down, doesn't it? Yes. Sometimes. There's mm. a great, um, I, I absolutely love, there's one that we do on the course. It's mm-hmm. the... Is it the one with the motions? Yes, it's having a laugh. And if you look at the mm-hmm. words in the box, half of them are just nouns, mm-hmm. it's like stuff like emotion, happiness. Mm-hmm. Half of them are gerunds, yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But basically, they're gerunds, but they're also adjectives. Yeah. And actually, half of the answers are adjectives. So once you know that, actually, you don't have eight choices from the box. You've only got four because there's only four gerunds. Yeah. So knowing the type of, like, Spending just a couple of seconds to think about the types of words in the Mm. box may help you. It doesn't always help you. Mm -hmm. But I would say if we look at these words about, you know, we should be more tolerant of microbes, they are all nouns. Mm. But I think they're a bit different. So I think which of the nouns are countable, Nick? So from this one, we've got um, solution, illness, partnership and exaggeration. Yes, because you can say mm-hmm. a solution, an illness, a mm-hmm. partnership. An exaggeration. An exaggeration. Bit of a weird one because mm-hmm. it could also be used in an uncountable way. But those are all definitely countable. So if you had an a or an, you know it's those would be those. Yeah. the only four answers. Mm-hmm. Some of them are definitely uncountable. Yeah, cleanliness, nutrition, destruction. Yeah. And then weirdly... Mm-hmm regulations they've strangely put one, one plural, plural noun. so if there's any verbs there which are plural we can you don't even need to think i fathom. think that is very very strange anyway mm-hmm. uh, so what we're going to do then for this one now mm-hmm. as you can see this um summary is broken into two so it's going to be more than one paragraph it's going to be more than one paragraph we're actually only going to look today at just the, the missing words from the first two because i think you know mm-hmm Once you know the technique, you know the technique. So we're going to do the same thing, right? If we Mm -hmm. look here, because it's broken into two parts, this, we should be, the heading, we should Mm -hmm. be more tolerant of microbes is not as useful Mm -hmm. as the keywords inside the summary. So this keyword, you know, the first sentence says, Yong, not Young, Yong's book argues that we should be more tolerant of microbes. So we're definitely looking for Yong's book. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the first line that we've got in the yeah. paragraph, isn't it? Young's book, in many ways, is a plea for microbial tolerance. It is essentially that the first sentence of that summary is it's just the same, there to help you find mm-hmm. the correct paragraph, right? So once you found that paragraph, again, we're going to read the first sentence of the summary. So the summary says, many have, so that many mm-hmm. is microbes, right? Many have a beneficial effect mm-hmm. and only a relatively small number lead to something. So we've got, got some are beneficial, so only a small number lead to something bad, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to take a guess from the Go text. On. Probably yeah. illness. Right, well, that is a good guess. Because it fits logically. It does logically fit. So I let's, guess maybe you could say destruction. 
But I just, I don't think anything else fits there. Actually, to be honest, there aren't any that really fit, are there? Like, mm. if you're just, if you were just guessing, mm-hmm. what is the opposite of something good in the box? <laughs> something bad. <laughs> something bad. So mm-hmm. the only bad things are destruction, illness, maybe cleanliness. No. <laughs> yeah. So, but don't guess. Even if you guess and you're right, well mm-hmm. done. Mm. have a look so many have a beneficial effect only a small number lead to something what okay. does the text say let's have a look pointing out that while fewer than 100 species of bacteria bring disease mm-hmm. many thousands uh, sorry many thousands many thousands more play a vital role in maintaining our health so the exam writer has changed the order mm-hmm. right yeah. they say many thousands play a vital role that's second in the sentence mm-hmm. they've started with that many have a beneficial, beneficial effect, effect and only a small number lead to as you said disease illness mm-hmm. so if if we were doing the first type of summary we would write the word disease yeah for this answer we're going to write G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes, G. Mm-hmm. G, because G is the synonym of illness. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it keeps going. I'll read the summary. And although it's misleading, and although it's misleading to think of microbes as friendly, <laughs> we should also stop thinking of them as the enemy. In fact, we should accept that our relationship with microbes is one based on mm. something. Now, this time, if I was looking at the answers, I think this would be much more difficult because I think there's quite a few that could fit here i think the one that looks like it could be the clear answer is probably partnership yeah but because we need a relationship that's based on something right Mm -hmm. but it could be based on destruction couldn't it i guess could be it could be based on cleanliness yeah Yeah. based on like if you're clean right they won't come or they will come or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. yeah so let's have a look and see again if we can follow we tend to see the dangers posed by a bacteria, yet at the same time we are sold yogurts and drinks that supposedly nurture friendly bacteria. So there's in, that word friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in reality, says Young, bacteria should not be viewed as either friends or foes, villains or heroes. Instead, we should realise we have a symbiotic relationship that can be mutually beneficial or mutually destructive. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Not enemies, mm-hmm. not friendly, not enemies. Mm-hmm. What would actually, what word would actually fit, or words would actually fit that that space if we took them directly from the text? Relationship. I would say is one based on something. I would say symbiotic relationship. If we could mm-hmm. take two, if things are symbiotic. Mm-hmm. Which is an extremely difficult word, right? Mm-hmm. It essentially means that they can't exist without, without other. the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're mutually beneficial or mutually destructive. Basically, we belong together. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is a good example of sometimes for these questions where they're able to summarize sometimes. So it's not one clear word, but the essence of what's being said. Mm-hmm. I think you were right, Nick. Partnership. It's partnership. I like, I like what they've done here as well. And they've got destructive right at the end. And then C is destruction, isn't it? I guess that's a, a false friend, isn't it? They're trying to Yes. They're trying to get you to choose C instead of B. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, mutually destructive. So uh, you know, not a weak student, but a weaker student would go, mm-hmm. Oh look, destructive, destruction. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. changed the word. It's the final word in the sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. But essentially we're doing the same thing. As we read, we're trying to recognise the synonyms, mm-hmm. think of what will logically fit in the space, and then yep. just going down and choosing the synonym from mm-hmm. the box. Mm-hmm. Boom. Nice okay. Things. Yeah. So my advice would be, you know, go and maybe do a few of these this week. Have a bit of a practice of summaries. See how you get on. Um, do you find the box ones easier do you find them more difficult yeah get in touch let us know it's always nice when people give us feedback was this useful it should be useful shouldn't it hopefully yeah because <laughs> so, we need more listeners i'm i'm addicted now to watching our listeners grow so yeah so thank you very much one final thing if you've made it this far it means that you must really like listening to nick and i so why not join us live in person by subscribing to one of our writing packages we still have the offer the birth 15 offer b-i-r-t-h-1-5 that offer is still valid until 
September 30th, you've got two more days. You can get a 15% discount on any of our writing packages. That is a crazy offer. And I promise you, we won't offer it again until we, I don't know, how many downloads would we need for another offer? 200,000. 200,000, you think? Yeah, let's I'd say, it. yeah, let's do quarter of a million. Let's go for it. But it's going to be a long wait. Let's mm-hmm. be realistic. So if you are thinking about it, come and join us now. You're never going to get a better offer than that. And, um, yeah, it's a good time to be with us because we're having a lot of fun in class at the minute. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as always, I have no idea what we're going to be doing next week. <laughs> but whatever it is, come back and join us and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember... This is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.